What if you could complete your MBA in just one year? Thanks to the College of Charleston School of Business, now you can. Their accelerated MBA program condenses a traditional two-year program into one rigorous year, ensuring you not only save a year of tuition and fees, but also re-enter the workforce quickly and graduate with critical business knowledge. U.S. News & World Report recognized the College of Charleston MBA as number one in the country for its job placement rate within three months of graduation. Learn more at mba.cfc.edu. Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Each Saturday morning at 9, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the Lowcountry talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts of Beyond the Business, Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood. And great Saturday morning, Lowcountry. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 WSC. Obviously, uh, sponsored by the College of Charleston, also School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work. They are ready to make an impact. I'm one of your hosts here this Saturday morning, Eric Cox. And as I mentioned last week, I'm flying solo, which is always challenging to do. The great and wonderful Leslie Haywood is out this week. But we'll be back next weekend, uh, obviously, to bring our spirit to the show. So uh, it's the yin without the yang today, but we're going to give it our best. Um, and speaking of giving our best, what another great show we had last week. Hopefully you had the chance to uh, listen to that, which is Maureen Porzio, who is the owner and founder of Porzio's. And if for chance you missed that show, don't fret. Simply go to our website at CoastalWM.com. Click on the radio icon and you'll see that opportunity to listen to Maureen's show and really all of our shows going back over the last five years. So if you have nothing better to do on this wonderful Saturday in the middle of March, and you want to binge listen to Beyond the Business, go check us out there on the podcast. So uh, we're excited, Maureen, that you uh, actually came back for another show. I didn't run you off. Yeah, no. It's a great show. I'm, so, I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you back and, and certainly appreciate uh, last week and, and certainly what you're going to bring to us this week. And if you don't mind, I'll just talk about you like you're not here for a minute. Okay. So uh, thanks for, again, the insight on your journey. And one of the takeaways I had was the fact that uh, for you over your life, it's been the impact of people. Uh, and I think that's true probably for a lot of us, but it's certainly in your life and, and what's led to your profession has been truly the impact of people and the twists and turns you've had along the way. But but as we were leaving last week's show, you really talking about the fact that um, you know Porzio's obviously is a family passage and to able to have that opportunity, you had to go to your grandfather Why was in the hospital and get his blessing and just to, to hear about that story and truly the blessing I think you had to be able to connect with him mm-hmm. and your grandmother in those uh, last moments, I guess, last days, last whatever it was of his life. And then to get that validation that uh, absolutely he was probably honored that you were going to take this opportunity to carry the, the family name forward and the family tradition in Porzio. So how exciting and, and pretty cool that was. So thanks for sharing that moment with us. Yeah, um, thank you. 
Uh, if you don't mind, before we dive in today, again, maybe somebody missed last week's show. Shame yeah. on them. Yeah. Uh, but they're wondering, what the heck is Porzio's? Give yeah. us a little commercial on that. So Porzio's, again, we are a um, specialty foods manufacturing company. Um, we work with local farms and regional farms all over the area and produce really fresh, natural products, tomato basil sauces, pestos. We have um, a no sugar added ketchup that is currently being launched um, as we speak and more products to come. Um, and we're in over a thousand stores. Uh, wholesalers, retailers, specialty food, specialty food companies and restaurants. So for our listeners, if you're out there and you're wondering, well, how do I get a hold of some of that tasty sauce that she has? Yeah. Stores, farmer markets, just look for the Porzio's brand, right? Yep. And it's all over our website. Um, you know, we were in Earth Fair, as you most of you know, they have officially um, filed for bankruptcy, but we are in Fresh Market. Um, we hopefully will soon be in Whole Foods, um, but we're... Um, in most of the specialty shops as well. But check out our website. We have everything, the locations there. And what is the website? Porzios.com. Oh, that's simple enough. Yep. All right. Well, if you don't mind, again, for maybe some of those that missed our show last week, uh, we were talking really about how you were you know, coming through school and you ended up going to the first cohort yes. of the College of Charleston, <laughs> one-year accelerated fun. MBA program, which was really exciting. Um, and obviously it was new, so you all were creating it as it was going along and actually uh, your thesis really was more about building a business plan for Porzios. Yes. And as we talked about the the, the twists and turns of meeting people, uh, for those who didn't listen last week, talk about how uh, the impact of, as a student, hearing a speaker changed the course of your professional life forever. Wow. Well, we, um, you know, do you want me to talk about... You mean talk about the specific Just when Michael speaker? came in, just kind of how that triggered, and then we'll get into certainly where you are today gotcha. running the business. Yeah, so um, when Brian Bertolini came in and um, he was doing something a little bit different than your typical corporate life, I thought certainly that that is what I was going to be doing, was probably having a corporate job, working working up the ladder um, in a larger company. Um, but when in this this one credit course, uh, Brian Bertolini walked in and he was just super dressed down and laid back, but still was able to create an incredible enterprise. Um, I just knew that that's kind of where I wanted to go with it. Now, you know, atypical for, or not atypical for a student coming out of MBA school in this case, saying, I'm going to start my own business now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, obviously there's an immense amount of challenges. Talk about what that was like. Uh, this is what, 2011 yes. range? Um, coming out in 2011, um, saying, hey, I'm going to start a business. What were the biggest challenges you had to overcome in the beginning? Well, first of all, having money. Um, that was that was always very difficult. I just uh, completed the MBA program, which was expensive. I was very fortunate enough to get, um, to get the scholarship from um, the undergrad program for that uh, to help. Um, but when I graduated, I, uh, you know, used the resources that I did have. I worked at a restaurant um, serving tables and then I managed, became a manager of another restaurant to really help everything. And that that certainly helped with my skills. I think you need to have certain skills to be able to run a, co- a lot of skills to run a company. And I know one of them is customer service. Um, and I learned a lot of that in Food and Bev. Um, and also management, I learned a lot in Food and Bev. Um thinking on your toes, I learned a lot in that in food and bev. So those were challenges that I was able to learn um, on the side while I was growing the company. But in growing in starting my specific company, you have to understand there's it's a very saturated market. I mean, there are so many sauces. 
And so it's hard to really stand out and especially a, a food, a food company and any type of product industry, right? Service industry, you don't have to have inventory on hand. Whereas on a, on a, in a food company or a product company, all of your investment needs to go towards working up that, that inventory. So that was a challenge in itself. Um, and, and then and was, I'm let you come back, but yeah. was there an area that when you went into this, you thought, Hey, I've got that mapped out and Afterwards, you realize I wasn't even in the ballpark of having that mapped out the right way. Uh, yes. I mean, I remember um, I remember my dad and I, after I graduated, we were bottling all the sauce and I was like, OK, we're going to do this. It's great. It takes two days to make it, you know, sit overnight. We, you cook meat in the sauce. Right. So we cook meat in the sauce then you take the meat out and then and then you jar it after you get to a certain, you know, pH and, and a lot of other measurements and then you can bottle it and it's great. Well, then I find out, I'm like, okay, this will be a piece of cake. We can make this work. Well, then I find out the FDA is like, no, 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 no. Meat in a product is a whole different category. You want to do that? You need to go back to school. So we're like, oh, great. This entire idea is surrounded now around this one issue. And that issue happens to be the product that we're selling. (laughs) Kind of a big deal, right? Kind of a big deal. So um, we're like, what do we do? And then also, what do you do when you take the meat back out? It's like, now you have to package that in a format to sell because you don't want to waste it. I'm like, can I sell to restaurants? So there was a lot of legal and um, food safety concerns with how we were doing things. Um, So we were like, okay, it's going to have to be a fresh tomato basil. And that's that. And we did. We pivoted. And that's that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's learning how to pivot on you know make decisions on your toes sometimes they're wrong sometimes they're right but you got to make one um and so that's what we did and sure enough it made things a lot easier and the flavor was still amazing and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to start this company there's two reasons i wanted to start one i i had a great product and i wanted there was nothing on the shelf that at that time was better than mine because everything else had corn syrup was one of their main ingredients. So starting there, I was like, I'm already solid here. We have a great product. And, you know, now there's a lot of companies that are producing great products. And I will never tell an Italian family who makes their own sauce, please. I hope all you Italians are listening to me, that your sauce is better than mine because it's not. Your sauce is your sauce. <laughs> we're going to get phone calls. My sauce is my <laughs> sauce. And I will love your sauce and you're going to love my sauce. But all of our sauces are way better than what's on that shelf. So that was my goal is getting a good sauce on the shelf. And then um, and from there, we, we were finally able to do it. My dad and I, we we worked really hard. Um, I, we got very close in those times um, and made it happen. Um, but unfortunately, before we even had the first jar certified, my father, about a year after my grandfather had passed, um, he was in a tragic accident and passed away as well. So um talk about a challenge was just like okay just lost my grandfather now i'm losing you know my my partner in this you know this whole endeavor and i just i'm i thank god that i was blessed to have that time with him i think that was like so inspirational in having those moments that i can hold on to those memories so i'm very blessed that i had that and i'm thankful every day for that but it was sort of like, okay, what do I do now? Like, do I just drop it and like move on and go go back to, you know, maybe try to apply for a job or something? I have my MBA degree, so I'm sure I can get hired. 
Um, I know a few people, Eric Cox around here. <laughs> so that was a, that was also a challenge. It was, you know, we get in entrepreneurship and in business, we get hit with something that's external that can really um, impact your productivity when starting a company. Well, particularly at such an early phase of the company's development. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, go back down that journey for a minute because, like you said, there's there's this moment now where, okay, should I just fall back mm-hmm. and and use my great college education to go get a job yeah. and work for a company, or do I, you know, dig deeper at a very challenging time in your life, losing your father tragically like that? Um, what is it for you, Maureen, that allowed you to make the second or latter decision to continue forward with Porzios? Um. I remember at that time, my mom and I having a conversation, and I can still hear her voice in my head. It's different now. Her opinion is different now. She's a wonderful person. But I remember the voice in my head saying, you don't want to be 30 years old and not have a success, you know, and still be trudging along. The, at the practical time. voice, right? It was the, the practical, practical voice, voice, you know, and it was, you don't want to be 30 and still doing this, you know, and not realizing your potential. So that was very difficult. So it was hard. I had that in the back of my head. I had my my father that died in a fire. It was just like a culmination of what do I do? Am I, am I just being? Am I being really smart with myself right now? And um, and then I think it was just like a few months later, I got a call from Dr. Mack. So Dr. Rhonda Mack, she's she was the associate dean at the time. And um, I know she's now head of like the MBA program, but she was the associate dean of the time. And she said, hey, um, so are you still doing Porzios? Because I have a high level market research class and I need them to do a project on on a company. Can you please do that for them? Sure. <laughs> so I go in and I pitched the I pitched the project and there were three other people that were pitching and I had it was a class of like I think 15 maybe 20 students and out of the 20 students nine of them wanted to be in my project over the other three. So out of the four projects, I had I had the majority of the class. So that was kind of cool. Um we worked really hard. They were awesome. They were really the ones that, you know, lit a fire to they were just excited. You know, the, the child's eye, are you familiar with that? Where mm-hmm. it's like, they were just like, this is cool. Like, oh, she's going to start this business and that's so neat. And she's already doing it. We can help her. So they were really, they were my, they were my cheerleaders. And that's, they were super helpful and they were awesome. We're all still friends today. And from there, after the nine, after the nine completed the project, I mean, I'm telling you, we didn't even have a product in a jar that was certified to sale yet. <laughs> so this was still a concept. And then um, afterwards, after that semester, four of them asked if they could be uh, they could be my full interns for school credit. So out of those four, they were amazing and they helped me get to the next level. We had a jar in hand and then they graduated and I actually had a bottled product that I was actually selling at a farmer's market. Wow. So that, yes, yeah, so so that's where that left Instrumental off. in the development and launch of the business was, was really leveraging the students at the College of Charles. Yes, I will say if there is one thing... The students, I'm happy that we're able to give a lot to the students, but by all means, 
they should they deserve so much credit for really giving back to all of us and by the way in case you're wondering whose story that is you're listening to uh, it's that of miss maureen porzio maureen is the owner and founder of porzio's and of course you're listening to her here on beyond the business which is presented by the college of charleston school of business where students are beyond ready to work they're ready to make an impact and certainly in your life they have made an impact yes. which takes me back years ago we had steve swanson yes, on this radio show steve. and steve talked about the fact that you know, he was able to build his company, his original company, on the backs of interns from the College yeah. of Charleston. And so great to hear about uh, business community folks that are leveraging and utilizing and believing in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the youth coming through college to help actually get things done. So that's pretty exciting. So how long did it take for that evolution process from from the moment of this idea is going to go into fruition to we actually have our first bottle and we are ready to launch and sell? Okay, so 2011 is the year that we incorporated. And then 2012 is when we started actual testing of, you know, getting it jarred. And we had our first jar to sell in 2012, maybe 2013, 2012. And I did my first farmer's market, I believe, in 2012. Mind you, I was still working full-time, so this was sort of still a, you know, a side thing. I couldn't work full-time on it. And then in 2013, I was in three farmer's markets. I was managing a restaurant, and this guy was at the bar. And um, I said, man, I really want to get in these restaurants. It was, it, And I was talking to the owner, the former owner of King of Pops. And I'm sure a lot of you that you know go to any of the farmer's markets, you know the King of Pops. Um, and his name is Andy, good guy. And I said, I, he said, what farmer's market do you want to get into? And I was like, I really want to get into the Mount Pleasant farmer's market. And he goes, oh, well, meet Tracy. Tracy is the director of the farmer's market in Mount Pleasant, right? Sitting right next to Andy. So from that there, simple, huh? yeah. And it was like, okay, you're in. Cause apparently it was very difficult to get into some of these farmer's markets. So from, you know, two farmer's markets, it went to four and then four to six. And then by then I had eight people working with me by 2014 that were um, able to help manage all these farmer's markets. But I will say that then I hit this wall of, all right, my mission overall with doing this, I had two missions. One is I wanted to get a good product out there, right? Because I knew it was a great product. And I wanted it to be accessible and affordable. And still I'm working on those two things, right? And the other thing is I wanted to create something so that I could really make an impact on the community. I wanted to use something that I could create to make money so that I could give back and impact in other ways. And that's why I really started the company to begin with. And when it goes back to that mission of being accessible and affordable, I knew farmer's markets was never going to get me there. And I had fear to even go out and talk to a, to a retail store. It was, it was just this overwhelming fear of putting myself out there to a retailer. And I don't know why. I really don't. And um, it, was another, it was another friend that, he, holy smoke, um, olive oil, Max, he said, well, why don't I just bring you around? It's like, all they can do is say no. And, you know, this is coming from someone who competed in competitions, who presented at the Board of Governors when I was in college. And here I am. I can't even go up to a store and be like, hey, do you want to carry my product? And I think it's because it was mine and there was that level of pride maybe. And if I did get let down, if I did have that no, would I be willing to keep going? And that was the fear. The fear of failure uh, held me back for many of years. But I, a few years after gra- after graduating the MBA school, that one of my first interns she, uh, one of my first interns found me at a farmer's market 
And I was like, oh, my gosh, Caitlin, you're so awesome. How are you doing? She moved back to Charleston. She went into the same MBA program, had just graduated from the MBA program at CFC. And I was like, I need help. Do you want to help me? And she was like, I want to do something different. And I would love to help you. She started working with me, and now she's my full-time business partner for as of three years. Wow. So, and so certainly brought a lot of courage to the table that the two of you could build off of. Yes. Yeah. And when you talk about wholesale and that fear, if there is someone, I have to like, I have to thank God for giving me her because she's like, Maureen, we have a superior product. Like, so, so for those that are listening that maybe have a business, they're in the early phases, they're starting up, they're, they're thinking about going to that next level, mm-hmm. they're having those same fears, what could you offer as advice that maybe keeps them from going through a couple of years of allowing their fear to hold them back? Find someone. I mean, loneliness was, my, was one of my biggest weaknesses. I mean, if for those of you who have ever started a company, you can't believe how much loneliness can really derail you and i know eric i remember when you were a speaker went during our mva program and i actually brought your notes because i found them lord yeah burn those i know (laughs) yep i found those in my records and you talked about self-talk and how most self-talk is not true and i like i read that again this morning and i'm like if only i had looked back at that and remembered that before I might have gone further quicker, but it is loneliness. You start you start thinking like the worst. You really do. You start thinking the worst. I mean, I I just got really sick of like bouncing ideas off of a wall. You know, it's really hard to have a brainstorming session by yourself. Offer up some advice on how do you go about finding mentors and people to collaborate with and what resources in the community of Charleston could people utilize or that you've utilized that have been very helpful. Well, you, um, <laughs> the Board of Governors, if you're if you are in the School of Business, um, I would say take full advantage of the professors because if there if there's anyone going to heaven straight to heaven, it's teachers, anyone in the medical field or or in the military, and so those those professors they're not getting paid enough to be able to do what they do, and they are great resources. And even if you don't have them as a professor, find just go there, just find a professor, go to the Student Success Center um, with Kristen, and she will help you find the right person that you can talk to. I paid all that tuition, and I got full advantage because I made friends with all the professors. So what about those that don't have access to one of the local colleges or universities and the resources available on campus? What else would you recommend? I would recommend um, SCORE. They also are a great resource for people who are starting a company. Um, And then another huge recommendation is the Harbor Center for Entrepreneurship. Um, I went through their incubator program, and they are um, John Osborne, those guys, they do a wonderful job. Which we had Patrick Bryan on a few years ago as well and did a great job. Yes, uh, Patrick. beyond the business. So um, as we're kind of winding the clock down a little bit, mm-hmm. talk about sort of the vision of the future for Porzio's and Marine. And if you don't mind, you can slide in there. Certainly the effect of being thoughtful and, and resourceful in some of the new ideas and concepts that's come up as well. Yes. Yeah, so my the direction I want to go in, I love what I do. I love the products that we make. Uh, Caitlin and I together, we are, she is the yin to my yang. I'm really the visionary. I'm like my dad. He was like MacGyver. You could take a toothpick and a hanger and then all of a sudden our, our washer would be fixed after five years. So um, that's how I look. I look at things as there's there's so much opportunity and I get overwhelmed by that because I want to take on so much at one time. So finding balances is certainly, is certainly always a challenge. Um, but the direction of the company, I really want to focus on on getting outside of that box of 
Italian food specifically, I would love to work with different flavors, um, different uh, cultures, but all the products line up to one um, one solid, I guess, mission. And that is to create products that are good for you, that are clean, that will give you energy, that are healthy, and that are incredibly flavorful. Um, and that make cooking easy and fun because I don't have time to cook all the time. So I want, I'm creating products that will make it easier for you to make dishes. And on that note, by the way, you guys are in the middle of, of creating some new condiments and yes, started with yes. my favorite ketchup. So talk That's a little right. bit about that. Yes. Ketchup was born out of the Whole30, which I would love to be a part of the Whole30 community. Um, I've done the program a few times and um, I would love to be a whole, I would love to have a full line of Whole30 products. Uh, it's a personal vision and dream of mine and my my, my business partner. But yeah, we made a ketchup that's being launched next month. It'll be in 200 of the, of the food lions. It is already, you know, in the works, but we work with a local farmer and we roast and caramelize uh, strawberries to make a natural sweetness for the tomato based ketchup. And that came from the Whole30 diet where if you're familiar, the only starch you can have, I mean, the only starch you can have is potatoes. So there's only so many ways you can eat potatoes. And my husband would not have survived this challenge if I did not make him a ketchup. So there that's where that was the born. Event of the new ketchup. So look yes. forward to more condiments coming down the road, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so as we're winding our time, uh, and again, this would be Leslie's favorite part. She loves to do what we call the lightning round. Oh, gosh. And the lightning round, just a couple of questions. Uh, kind of the first thing that comes to mind when we ask you these to learn a little bit more about Marine Porzio. And so I'm going to start off with, um, if you look in your life and you're not allowed to mention kids and all that kind of stuff because oh, we gosh. all know those are the natural ones right um but let's talk about what are you most proud of what or oh, who that's are you so most proud of? Yeah. that is so tough oh who who i'm most proud of what or who it's your your call oh my gosh my family like my mom and my husband my mom she like i said was uh, only had a nursing degree for two years back in the day you only had to have two years she worked her way up from there to nurse manager to they moved her to be the manager of the entire information systems department from there, she was recruited. I don't know if you remember when the Six Sigma thing became became super cool back in the you know uh, early two thousands. She was recruited from the the hospital as one as one of a hundred people in the hospital to go through this program. And if you passed, then good for you. But if you if you failed, then um, you may not have a job. So she went from there. So mom gets kudos there. Yes, did that, and then became the director of perioperative. And every doctor that you know went head to head with her, she became their boss. So all right. Next, it, yeah. what would be a, a favorite book of yours that's been instrumental in helping you with your life or your business that you would recommend for others to read? This is, um, I know everyone says Dale Carnegie, Make Friends and Influence People. I read that a very long time ago. Currently, um, if you ever have a chance, this is a religious one. I'm, I'm incre- I think this has been one of the most uh, impactful ones for me. It's called The Wisdom Commentary by Mike Murdoch. Um, check it out. It's, it's right. wonderful. Next would be, what is the most important social media tool for you and your business? Uh Probably Instagram. Uh, Facebook is a good one, um, but our Instagram is is where we can. Uh, your Instagram, everything for food. Yeah. And then the last one. What is something that's on your bucket list? So I recently got one of my biggest bucket list items. I I remember from the day I was in college presenting in front of the board of governors. I said one day I want to be on this board, 
And I got asked by Dean Chow just last year to be on it. So that is my bucket list that I had gotten. And otherwise, I would love to go with Gordon Ramsay to Uncharted Territories and forge for th- forge for food to make awesome dinners and weird in very unique cultures. Well, I'm excited for your company and all your success. I know we're going to have a great future. Maybe have you back in a few years from now to even yes. talk about the next I was going to say, right? bring me so, back in five years. See what's um, different. Maureen Porzio again, owner and founder of Porzio's here on Beyond the Business. Thank you for your time and Thank your you. story today. Appreciate it. Again, you've been listening to Beyond the Business here on 94.3 WSC, presented by the College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work. They're ready to make an impact. Until next week, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Low Country. we'll look forward to having you back for another edition. In the meantime, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work. They're ready to make an impact. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. The College of Charleston School of Business is recognized among the top 30 colleges for studying business abroad by the Business Research Guide, with nine undergraduate majors, 10 minors, and six concentration areas, an honors program in business, and master's programs in business and accountancy. The College of Charleston School of Business has more than 3,000 students students enrolled. Their students are ready to work and they're ready to make an impact. For more info, visit sb.cfc.edu.